And ladies and gentlemen, we are live. I can't believe it is already Tuesday, June 27th, the great year 2023. And as always, this is the Voice of Semi-Reason podcast. <laughs> as always, my name is Sean Phillips. I am joined alongside my two co-hosts, Mr. Andy Van Beber, Travis Kirkendall. And today we have a very special guest on with us. Um, and I want to make sure I have this right. We've got Tim Otkin. Do I have that the last? Otkin. Otkin. Okay, perfect. We have Tim Otkin on with us. Gentlemen, how are the three of you doing uh, this evening? Fantastic, buddy. Fantastic. I yep. just introduced my friend Tim Otkin here. This is the guy who I, I was talking to Travis about. This is the guy who I went to college with way back in the days at HLG in Hannibal. Uh He's a shoe legend, a DJ legend, a, a and I don't know why he's sitting out in the dark because he doesn't want us to see us. You know, he used to he used to rock a handsome <laughs> little goatee action going on there too. So I mean, but uh, Tim, welcome, yeah. buddy. No, guys, pleasure, pleasure's all mine. Glad to join you. And I'm just I'm sitting outside because it's so nice out, and figured I'd just. You know, if this goes south, you won't know what no one's going to know what I look like anyway. So, you know, got a got a double a double protection oh, here. We didn't have him sign the witness uh, protection worry. clause. That's too bad. So, but uh, no, we uh, how how you guys is week? How's your week been going there, Travis? I yeah, I haven't seen any high high flying posts this week. No, nothing like that. Uh, it was a good weekend. We um, took our dog swimming up in Wisconsin. That was just a blast. Had a lot of fun with that. Um, then we did some shopping, normal errands on Sunday and right back to work and back to reality on Monday. So yeah, pretty uh, good. Well, and, uh, I saw you were down, you were down in my home. It, it was kind of funny. Travis me- message messages like, oh, I'm in Springfield. I was like, oh, my hometown. Yeah, it was there Friday. Sean or uh, Tim, he was actually down in Southern, Southern view is where he was at. He, he climbed a tower down in Southern view. So. Yep, not too far from us, not at all. So, but uh, Sean, how was your weekend, pal? Yeah, it has been um, crazy um, as we as we get ready for the new kiddo to arrive. Um, probably going to be at any day now. We're hoping that uh, she waits six more days, but um, we'll see. It, so it's 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 been it's been super crazy. All over the place here. Uh, yeah, that's sooner than you guys were expecting, right? About a yeah, it would put us ahead by about a week and a half. So not like a too far ahead. The original due date was the eleventh, but um, homegirl has too much of my DNA in her, and she <laughs> is already fat and happy and ready to be fat on the move. She cannot little... sit still, so she um, definitely. Definitely, fifty uh, percent me is well, really that, that, already kicking the inside of Tony around. I think that's the way it's supposed to work. So, so anyway, well, Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and uh, anything else you want to share with us before we get started tonight. You no, know, Tim Odkin. Um, I live in Springfield, Illinois. I'm married to an amazing woman named Kathy, who I actually met in Hannibal, and. I have four stepkids and 13 grandkids and involved in church, still play baseball. Uh, yeah, that 
just I'm, I'm in sales, have been pretty much most of my life. Um, also been, I don't want to say a politics junkie, but I've paid attention to it since I was about, um, since about 1976. So long time, yep. whenever I was little. So this is an intriguing conversation that I'm sure we're going to have tonight about some of what's going on around us in the, uh, in the political world and, and who I like and why, why I like them. So yeah, looking forward to, to talking to you guys. And we mentioned you were in sales. What do you, do you do in sales? I uh, right now I work for a company uh, called Arizona Tile. We are a it's a flooring um, store, family owned, a little more on the upscale side. And like today, I went to houses in Lincoln, Illinois, like an hour away, and in Athens and some other places, and measured you know parts of their bathrooms and kitchens to do flooring and other things. Sorry, that's my dog. Barking there in the background. No, we, all, we all have he's, that going on too. So he's not going to kill anybody, <laughs> I hope. So, um, yeah, nope. I've sold lots of shoes over the years. Yeah, he has. And uh, you know, still miss that industry, but it's changing just like everything else in our world. So I'm enjoying what I do. Get to meet some nice folks and be in some nice houses and work for a pretty pretty solid company. Tim show. Awesome. Tim, I, I I bought. I think Tim was my shoe guy for close to. Oh, I'd say off and on for probably 15, 20 years between he's long time. Yeah. And, uh, he was, we were talking about tonight before you guys came on, we were scrolling through some of our old conversations and he still remember, he still <laughs> remembered my shoe size and what brand or what kind I wanted. So that's, that's how, you know, you got a good shoe guy right there. So I said, I can't remember important things, but I can remember Andy Van Bever needs a size 14 wide, almost extra wide uh. and a shoe made for someone that that underpronates or slightly supinates. So, go, yeah. <laughs> Can't remember anything else, well, but I can remember go. that kind of nonsense. We do want to we do want to thank Tim for being on tonight because he is he has fulfilled a a task that we have pretty much tried to undertake since we have started since we started the podcast. Um, you know, back in the old COVID days, and that was to <laughs> to get someone on who was a supporter of Donald Trump and uh, just kind of hear. You know, we. We, we're, we, we here at the Voice of Reason, for those who know and who have been, who have been with us, know that we, we, we pretty much just like any, all, each side, each side has their, has their, uh, their uh, fantastic politicians, and we, we, we give equal creed to both sides on how much we, the, so... Tonight we wanted to uh, so invite Tim on and just kind of talk a little bit. And uh, Tim, I'll just go with this: I, if you want, you know, you say you followed politics since 1976. If you let's go back to say 2015, and we're talking like this is you know after eight years of Obama, um, and we had a, if you remember we had a large group of Republicans that were running. What what were your thoughts on that? And was Trump going to be your original pick in the 2016 primary? No, Trump, if, if you don't mind, if I could give you a little history. Sure. So it's, it's in 76 when, I mean, I was, I was five, which again, I'm not a prodigy by any means, but I can remember my mom and dad having a huge fight because mom voted for Jimmy Carter and dad voted for Gerald Ford. And dad was just like, how in the world could you vote for a Democrat? 
even though we weren't a big politics house, then in 80 when Reagan ran, I mean, I was I thought he was it because, you know, we knew that was before, like even I, I doubt they still have. We used to get I think it was called a weekly reader. Yeah. Man. In grade school. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember weekly reader. Yeah. And, and they were talking about, you know, inflation and it being so high and why it was so high. They were relatively fair on. It. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense, because I can remember mom and dad going on about you know, gas being expensive and and what was involved with that. So I was all in for Reagan. I mean, I thought he was at, you know, 80, 84, you know, Bush, um, you know, wasn't a big Bob Dole fan, but voted for him because I thought Clinton was kind of a slime ball, even though he, you know, took care of his people. Yeah. Definitely not, not a big fan of John McCain, but we went and saw uh, Sarah Palin, when we were out in Colorado and, and liked her. And then, you know, I can't even remember who ran against Obama the second time around. Who was that? Uh, that was... It shows how not memorable uh, they were. Uh, uh, that was Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Yeah, not a big fan oh, there, yeah. but didn't care for Obama a whole lot. But when it came down to, I think whenever I was 10, Eisenhower Elementary School in Jacksonville, um, Bob Michael, who was a... As you, he was a U.S. House of Representatives yep. member from Illinois, sort of like 38 years. He came to our school, and you know they opened it up to questions. Of course, like an idiot that I was then, as I still am now. Man, my hands up, and I'm about to have a conniption, <laughs> raising it, hoping that Bob Michael's going to call on me. Hmm. And I asked him a question. It was it was an innocuous question. I mean, I was 10. I mean, it wasn't like I was asking about foreign policy or anything. And Bob Michael totally blew my question. Like he he danced around it but didn't answer it, and that that stuck with me because, you know, originally Trump was not my guy. I, I we liked Ted Cruz and we actually went and saw we went at ten o'clock at night to see him speak at one of the churches here in town. Me and my wife and two of the grandkids we went out there and got stuck because it rained and like my car got stuck in a rut and somebody had to push us out. But we were we were in for for Ted Cruz who we liked because he was. You know, very conservative, which which I am, and you know, we we liked him a lot. And then he just started to, and he is most of what I can remember. You know, what he said he did, or he was going to do when he did it, and that's so foreign in politics that it was refreshing to me. Not again, that that's kind of where we were in 2015. Cruz was initially our guy, and then you know when it looked like it was going to be Trump. That's that's where we went. So, did you? What were what was your what was your initial initial thought uh, initial thoughts on Donald Trump? What when you saw when he became the front runner and he came out and you're like, okay, did he strike you a certain way or was it? You know, I I can't go with the Democratic platform, so I have to go with this guy. How how did you perceive Donald Trump at first? I, I didn't know because, you know, I didn't watch. What was that show that he was on? The Apprentice? Right. I had yeah, never seen it. Never watched it. Have no idea. I mean, I remembered him in the in the 80s whenever he was, you know, the king of New York and, and doing all that stuff. And I knew he had a bunch of wives. And I'm that's all that I knew about him. And so, again, to have a politician who's not a politician be very direct in what he said and very straightforward for I've been following this stuff for a long time. And I can't ever remember anybody that was like that. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's where, you know, I don't want to say he won me because I'm still, I mean, Andy, we know each other well enough. I'm still very independent and I'm going to do what I think is the right thing. Mm -hmm. I don't care if everybody's against me or not. It doesn't matter. But, but we were all in at that point. As soon as he was, as as soon as he was named the, the uh, nominee, we were, I was all, all in. What were you, what, what, what were you hoping? And if, you know, in 2016, what were you hoping that he would accomplish? What were your biggest concerns back in 2016 that you, you wanted to see him change or, or, or do? Well, with, with what Obama had done with a, a very hard left lean, um, you know, a couple things that came to mind. I mean, we're very pro-life at our house as believers. My wife has worked for, for, Christ's Pregnancy Center, um, we are incredibly pro-life. And so, you know, we're thinking, okay, we've got a Supreme Court that's going to have some guys and gals that are going to be stepping down here before long. You know, we would love to see abortion, you know, at least in back to the States. That was one of the things. I, I hated NAFTA with the passion when that came in in the early 90s. You guys see champion clothing is a big thing now early 90s if you had a champion sweatshirt you'd probably still have it today because the quality was great nafta came in they went to mexico i thought nafta was terrible and that was the thing that i i thought he would do i also thought you know we had too much free foreign product coming in the country without repercussion so that was killing american jobs and quality had just gone down down the tubes that was another thing and militarily man you don't mess with the big guy and you don't mess with with the U.S. If if I mean, who's going to attack us if if our military is strong? So it was trade was one, abortion was another, and you know, and and from a business standpoint, love seeing stuff come back here and not letting China, and and Vietnam and those guys just totally, you know, continue to send product here with no repercussion. And those were the things that that's what I was looking for from him. So, and guys, jump in anytime because I don't want to be the only one talking. Mm-hmm. But um, so he gets in office. His first hundred days, his first two years, he's highly successful. We see a lot of things passed. Then after the midterm elections, Democrats take over the control of the House, and we start seeing all the Russia probe and all this stuff and everything. And uh, I got I, I read an article. I forgot to share it with you guys today, but. I got an article from CNN that said uh, re- the recently a government prosecutor guy by the name of John Durham released a report uh, to Congress in May stating that the Russia probe uh, that was done, you know, try to get something on Trump should not have been launched at all. And this was, you know, yeah, I read that. I read that, too. What are so what are your feelings that Congress on when Congress went after him i mean what were what were your thoughts then as as was when congress went after donald trump so one of the things that that i i despise is corruption and so when when we see and andy you lived in illinois long enough (laughs) they're probably the most corrupt state in the in probably in the united states travis is in chicago travis is in chicago and so you know, when, when he started going after those guys that had been, I mean, how, 
how can you be in government for 40 years and have like five houses when you're making $140,000 a year, whatever they get paid. Yeah. And so, you know, you're, it's going to, at some point, when those folks think that their, their lifestyle that they've created to get money from whomever, however, when that's going to end, they're going to try to do everything they can to go after him. And so, you know, watching this, you're going, golly, I mean, you hope that he's not been doing the things they're saying, but when you see who the people are that are going after him and look at what they're doing, then you're thinking, okay, there's another part of the story. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, what we saw or what I saw in, in that whole process. And I'm just like, you know, again, I hope that he's not doing the things he's saying, but it, you know, it's kind of like you choose to, who to align yourself with. Mm-hmm. And man, some of those folks who are going after him, I can't think of too many things that they've ever done that I was like, yeah, that was a good thing. So yeah, it, it Again, you knew they were going to go after him, and they're still continuing to do that. Yeah, and we're going to get to some of that here later on. Um, I think what we want to do first, uh, we, we have some clips tonight. We are going to present, uh, we're going to do a few clips as we go through tonight. Uh, this was done from a interview last week uh, with uh, Fox News' Brett Baer, who is not your typical uh, Fox News guy. He's, uh, you know, yeah, I, I have respect <clears throat> my whole thing with bias and I, Tim, you'd probably, I, I, I tell my kid, my kids at school is like, well, what news do you watch? I said, I don't watch the news. I read it oh, yeah, me too. because I, I don't like, but, uh, this, this, so this was a, this was a clip from, uh, the interview last week. Um, and, uh, that Donald Trump did with uh, Brett Bear, And I want your thoughts on, on these. Uh, so. Let's play the first clip, and hopefully you guys will be able to hear the audio. So we'll see what happens here. Give me a thumbs up, boys, when when we go to it. Great, strong people. Okay. In 2016, you said that. I'm going to surround myself with only the best and most serious people. Well, I did do that. This and we time, had tremendous. Look, we had the best economy we've ever had. This the world time has ever seen. Your vice president, Mike Pence, is running against you. Yeah. Your ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's running against you. Your former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. You mentioned National Security Advisor John Bolton. He's not supporting you either. You mentioned Attorney General Bill Barr uh, says you shouldn't be president again. I uh, calls you the consummate narcissist and troubled man. You recently called and uh, Barr a, a gutless pig. Uh, your second defense secretary is not supporting you, called you irresponsible. This week, you and your White House called your White House Chief of Staff John Kelly weak and ineffective and born with a very small brain. You called your acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney a born loser. You called your first Secretary of State Rex Tillerson dumb as a rock. And your first Defense Secretary James Mattis the world's most overrated general. You called your White House Press Secretary Kayla Kennedy milquetoast. And multiple times you've referred to your Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao as Mitch McConnell's China loving wife. So. Why did you hire all of them in the first place? Because I hired 10 to 1 that were fantastic. We had a great economy. We had phenomenal people in charge of the economy. Can you guys hear me all right? There we go. Um, yeah, so and it, I just want your initial your initial thoughts from after hearing that clip, Tim. What, what, what are your thoughts as, as you hear that? I'd, I'd listen into that um a couple times and before you just played it man i don't how 
again, I'm not, please, I'm not being an apologist. I'm trying to think if I were in the same position, mm-hmm. would I hire? Because, like, seriously, would you know who the best person was for a position unless you have people steering you that direction? Mm-hmm. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I mean, yeah, I, I, I look at some of the stuff those folks did. I, I don't even want to get started on on Mitch McConnell and his connections to China. That's for another thing right. through his wife. But, um, yeah, that's a great question by Brett Baer. Yeah. It really was. And, again, I mean, I think of people that I, I've hired in uh, positions to work for me in the past where initially I think they're going to be great. And then they end up being terrible mm-hmm. and wrecking everything and destroying you know, what we had built up in the area that I was supervising. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that, that maybe you thought they were going to be great and they weren't. How do you determine whether somebody is worthy of that position that they were hired for? How could you even know? So when I mean, you- if somebody's a multiple star general, you would think he'd be okay to be in that position. And whether he, he didn't do what Trump wanted him to or what, I that I... I don't know. Well, that's what I was going. That's that's what I was. That's actually what I was going to ask you next. Is you know, based upon what some people, and you know, I'll play devil's advocate here. Is you know, some people just said that you know, he he wanted to surround himself with yes men, and when you dared to have an opinion with Trump, that was a dangerous thing. Do you agree with that, or I mean, you pretty much just said what what you thought there, but I just kind of want to follow up with that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think so, because, again, you don't have the kind of sustained business success that he has had if you don't have some people around you that are going to go, hey, that's not the best thing to do. I mean, that's why we depend on our wives. <laughs> I mean, my wife doesn't agree with me. I don't even want to say what percentage of the time she looks at things totally different than the way I do. And sometimes she's right. Um, sometimes she's not, but that's why you have people around you that are going to challenge you to push you a different direction. I mean, again, I didn't know much about Mattis other than he had that great quote that, what, what do you say where people ask, you know, what he thinks about it night. And he's like, the terrorists think about me or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I mean, that, was a great yeah. that was a killer quote, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you put people in a position and then. You give them a shot, and then they butch it, and then you got to move on. But that was the, that's the problem with government is that they normally don't move on. Yeah, I mean they keep them in, and they they let them do something. They'll like Pete Buttigieg. What does he know anything about transportation other than what a car is? And he's in charge of everything. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, so many cases in. like that that they just bounce them from one spot to another to another, and they're they're terrible at what they do. He actually fired people, which never happens in government. So and I think I respected him even more for doing that. So that, so and and so and that's a and that's a quote that we've heard a lot of people say, is that he runs it, he ran government more like a business instead after a business model, than than as what normally is used to on government as government goes. So, I mean, so from what I'm hearing you say, do you think that was pretty much the core of his success is getting stuff done was because he treated it like a business? Well, sh- shouldn't it be? Do you remember that there was a movie from, I think it was the 80s, maybe the early 90s, called Dave? Do you remember that movie? Yeah, the guy was a president, yeah. 
Yeah, the guy who died, who was the president, like died, and they found someone that looked just like him. And he had his like friend Morty, who was an accountant, come look at the budget, and he was like, "This is the worst possible way to run a business. What is this?" He's like, "Oh, that's the U.S. budget." I mean, <laughs> clean up the nonsense and and run it the way it should be run. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we wouldn't be Illinois. What kind of mess would Illinois be in if we didn't have a stupid pension thing where guys are getting? You know, they work 15 years and they get paid their full pension for the next 40 or 50. Right, right. You can't do that. No. And so he's cleaned some of that stuff up. And I, I got to give him credit because he did a killer job the first two years, more than any other president of my lifetime, mm-hmm. more than Reagan. So do you think that, do you think when he makes those quotes about, you know, and, and of course Trump didn't, he didn't deny any of those quotes that he'd made, you know. Hey, you cut out. Can you hear me now? I don't have any audio of you. We lost you for a second, Andy. Do you hear me now? Hello? Oh, well, he's figuring out. I, I have a question for you, Tim. Cause we, um, something that Trump has brought up, and it was in that interview as well, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, is the economy under Trump and running government as a business, essentially. Um, and a lot of people like that. And you made a really good point there about how he would actually fire people. And for reasons, it could be either that, yeah, they were performing poorly or it's just all those things that they claim he was. We don't really know. But that's a good point that you brought up there. Um, with the economy, and I remember I mean, gas prices were lower. We didn't have the inflation that we have now. I mean, there's a lot of factors you can look at from Trump's presidency to where we are now. I also look at numbers like, for example, 7 million or I'm sorry, 7 trillion increase in our debt during the Trump presidency. So I look at things like that, and some people claim that the things that happened in 2020 with the market crash and uh, all that kind of stuff was bound to happen regardless before COVID had happened due to policies and things that were set in motion under Trump's policies. What's your take on kind of that? When uh, when Republicans lost the midterms, I, I knew it was going to be trouble just because, you know, he at least had some backup to to get his stuff done that he need, that he wanted to have done. And again, I don't know how we can keep spending the money that we do because we're we're you know, the that's what makes us at some point is gonna catch up to you. It's gonna have to. So I mean I don't know if we could even speculate on what would have happened or what wouldn't have happened because COVID just the damage that it's Messed caused. Everything up. It's going to mess us up for decades. Yeah. I'm going to say just from a economic standpoint, but from, you know, the, the personal standpoint and how it's affecting kids and adults and, and all that. So, yeah, that's a really good question. And I don't know. I mean, I wasn't real happy about the debt. I was not. Now I know some of the stuff with the debt, was the money that they handed out during COVID and right the stimulus package? Yeah, he believed that that was the thing to do, and I'm sure he probably had people that were telling him the same thing. Sure. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't digging it at all, but I look at what we gained back, and you know, I'd love to see a, a balanced budget again, but I don't know if that's going to happen in any of our lifetimes well, I, again. We yeah. we had talked <laughs> we had talked about that. It's been a few weeks ago, but I told the kids that. 
in my classes at school, I was like the last president that I knew of that balanced the budget, unbeknownst to me, and, and I, I'm like yeah, you, I was Clinton. not a fan of Clinton either. But Clinton was the last one that we had the balanced budget under. and it's, Yeah, and that happened because of Gingrich and his crew. Right. You know, and, and taking over Congress and saying, yeah, we're going to do this. And Clinton didn't have much choice. Right, right. Matter. So what... Um, um, okay, so I'm going to play another clip here, and hopefully it'll go through. So uh, this is one that I'm really interested on in your perspective of. So let's go to this next clip. First of all, I won in 2020 by a lot, okay? You let's get that. that straight. I won in 2020. You know that this, and if you look at all of the tapes, if the you look at shows. everything that you want to look at, you take a look at Truth to Vote, where they have people stuffing the ballot boxes on tapes, or let's go to recent. Well, wait a minute. Let's go to recent. FBI Twitter. Let's go to recent. The 51 agents. All corrupt stuff, Brett. Understand about all, the Hunter Biden. Well, no, but all fair things. The election. But yeah, that's cheating on the election. You lost the 2020 election. Uh, Brett. Uh, you take a look at all of the stuffed ballots. You take a look at all of the things, including things like the 51 intelligence there, agents. There were recounts in all of the swing states. There was not significant we're, widespread We're trying to get recounts, real recounts, not just numbers of votes. Widespread cast. corruption. There was not a sense of that. There were lawsuits, more than 50 of them, by your lawyers, some in front of Brett, judges, judges that you appointed. Look at Wisconsin. That came out with Wisconsin no evidence. Is, Brett, Wisconsin has practically admitted it was rigged. Other states are doing the same right now, and it's continuing. There have been a review of every election. potential case of voter fraud in six ballot boxes. Oh, no, there he's back. He's back. Cases. You know, are we still alive? They didn't look at the right things. Okay, Brett. are you going they to were be... Counting, they were counting ballots, not the authenticity of the ballot. The ballots were fake ballots. You had... This I was asked, a very rigged Are election. you going to go... This is... So from what you got, and I... Our our people on our people on on who listen to this on Spotify won't miss a beat, so it's okay um, when we post it tomorrow. But I I just got to ask your thoughts, Tim. Do you think Donald Trump won the twenty twenty election? I have to say I do, and again because I live in Illinois, and we can look back at Kennedy winning in sixty because it was vote early, vote often in Chicago. Nothing surprises me anymore. Is it you, really? I mean, as soon as they closed down, which state was it that closed down that said they had issue? And even watching watching the election coverage on TV, as soon as they closed it down and were like, yeah, you know, they're closing it down for the night and we'll be back in the morning. Anybody that's sitting there going, even if you weren't for Trump, are going, okay, this doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. That you can close an election down from counting votes for the night when it used to be we always knew who won, you know, that evening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that I think that event itself made me go, golly, something's not right. And again, going back to corruption, I mean, obviously he wasn't declared the winner, but it's so hard for me to to believe that 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that, that I think that surprised me more than anything. I mean, we were watching this stuff on the news that night, watching the, the election coverage. And my wife was like, he's not going to win. 
He goes, there's no way he's going to win. And it's just, it's not going to happen. And I really do. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but again, too many weird things happen that shouldn't have happened. And, you know, the whole mail-in balloting system. I'm going to tell a story. I'm not going to name the person's name, but I know someone that's, that has been the mayor of a small town in Illinois. And what he would do during the election, and he's, he's not of the political party that I generally lean towards. When he found out they, he would go around with absentee ballots. And if a person said they weren't voting, he would take their ballot and put and mark his name on it because he was running for the mayor of that town. I witnessed this with my own eyes and this is 20 years ago. So how many other times has that happened around the country? If this guy was doing it himself and you're like, golly, I mean, I would never even think to do something like that. So again, nothing surprises me. And it just makes me so sad that the, the desire for power is so much that you're going to cheat to win to benefit yourself and not the rest of the country. So that's how when, okay. So then later on in that interview, and I didn't get this clip saved because I have limited time, but the, you know, when they say when I think, and I think Brent Baird did say it there though, with all of, you know, the recounts, the lawsuits that were filed by in, in courts of judges that Donald Trump appointed, you know, and they all come back and they say, okay, well, we didn't have, you know, I think they said in Georgia, it was like 400, <laughs> you know, they or Georgia, Michigan, one of those weird states that were, that were questionable, like you said, were, you know, most they found was 475 questionable ballots. When, and then when you have, I mean, what, what's your take on them when you have, and then you had the, uh, the, uh, the uh, all the commission the whatever that january 6th committee that went out and said okay and they brought in brett Barr and they brought in all these people who were you know who were who were trump's guys who said hey you know we can't push this narrative and and you know and people at fox news who were you know all these texts have been released by you know after the dominion uh voting lawsuit said you know we can't we can't keep on pushing this narrative if it's not true. So how would you respond to something like that? Yeah, that part, man, Andy, that's a great question. I have no idea. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say that the guys that had been for, you know, appeared because Brett Bear's always been fair. Yeah. I absolutely thought he's always been fair. I just, I, I can still see, wasn't it Georgia that, that shut down, like they turn, they did turn people away at in Atlanta and Fulton, Fulton County. And I will, I will give this one, I will give this one to Trump and the fact that Fulton County did Atlanta. If you've ever been, and if anybody's ever been to Atlanta, Atlanta is just a mess anyway, from everything from traffic to how they run their, I mean, their airport, their every, everything in Atlanta is, it's, a nightmare, it's, it's slow. There's one speed in Atlanta and that's <laughs> slow. And when the fact that they still had people, and I remember seeing, I do, I do remember this on voting night that they did, 
they turn people away. It's like, okay, the polls close at seven. You're like, okay, but you still have this line of people who haven't voted yet, you know? And I mean, I do recall that. So, yeah. What I'm referring to is when they, they shut the counting of the votes down. Right. And the, I, and I, th- I can't remember if it was just Georgia. It was, I believe it was. There, another, think... there were a couple, at least a couple states where they, they, yeah, the votes were done, but they were counting them. And then all of a sudden they stopped and they're like, yeah, we're going to pick this up. You know, we're closing it down. We're going to, we're going to pick up the count in the morning. And you're like, what, how, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that, again, even if you're not a conspiracy theorist, if, if it looks wrong, man, most of the time it is. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of how I saw that, you know, that night where, you know what, if he lost, he lost. But there's enough shady stuff on that side that you're like, man, yeah, why why don't you have to show an ID to, to, to vote? Why don't you have to do some of these things? That, that you should be able to vote. And that, I mean, that's, that's another topic. I, I, I will say that for me. Yeah, I, I, I that still for... tend to think, you know what? It's just, maybe it's just, I'm so hard to believe that somehow Joe Biden got, you know, 81 million votes more than any other president in the history of the, of the United States. Right. And yeah, I just can't, maybe I'm just delirious and I can't imagine that that's the case that he possibly, that he possibly could. I will say so that, that I will say that's that, my comment on that. I will say this. Any your uh, audio is not working again. All right, go ahead. Um, I guess what I'll get into because one of the lead ups, or, or I guess the election fraud claims, kind of led up to what we saw with January six, and that was something we have covered on this show. And there was a lot of controversy around, not so much the whole thing itself, but like I'm sure you're familiar. Trump gave that speech, and a lot of people have tied things that he said to possibly instigating January 6th. What's your take on the whole January 6th incident and, you know, Trump's possible role in it? Like, what? how do you feel about the whole situation? I mean, we're, I, I want to give people credit to being, having a brain and having some common sense. And so was I upset at how that went? <clears throat> yeah. But I didn't in watching his speech and paying attention to it and being upset at what had happened. I didn't get that. He said, go and do what happened. And again, I don't even know exactly. I see people walking in there. I see some dude with like a, a shaman outfit walking around. I see, you know, some, there were some wild people. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, who are these people? And why did they, one decided to wear a shaman outfit to go to the to go to the White House. I mean, that didn't make sense. And so maybe just because I'm not going to let anybody incite me to do anything. Right. It just is hard for me to, to say that somebody made them do it. And I, again, maybe I'm even though I've watched the video of his speech a few times, not recently, I, I can't blame him for what happened, you know, should he have not spoken at all? I don't know. Maybe, I, but I, I don't, I don't make that connection. I just don't. And yeah, it just unfortunate, especially that lady that somebody died, but not there afterwards or something. I can't remember how it all went down, but I thought the whole January 6th thing was kind of a, you know, like political theater that had been created afterwards to try to make, 
steer America a different direction than what, you know, what more conservatives wanted it to go. And yeah, it was just very unfortunate. The whole thing was unfortunate. I don't, I don't get mm-hmm. it, but again, just because I'm not going to, no one's going to get me ramped up enough to where I'm going to want to, you know, storm the gates. You know, right. I, I, <laughs> right. I just don't do that. That's just not me. Understood. And kind of the follow up with that question, we saw what happened with Pence, uh, Mike Pence, where Trump was calling on him to kind of, uh, what was he was trying to have him repeal it or something like that? So basically, what, but we, to, we covered that story. The vice president so has to doesn't he have to certify the he has he to has certify to the yeah. that's what it was. He, he has to certify the vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess Trump didn't want him to certify it. He wanted him to um, send repeal, it back to I the, guess or whatever. Send whatever it back was to the in state. His power to go against it, and he chose to not do that. Can you guys? Uh, hear what, me? what was your take on that when that happened? I mean, he had Pence had every right to do that. I mean, that's his. That's his role as vice president. Um, could he absolutely again? Because there was enough enough things that didn't quite look right that happened <clears throat> in regards to the way the votes were counted and what we saw. And again, I just keep going back to the the state that shut down the counting of the votes overnight and how weird that was and the mail-in ballots and all that kind of stuff. You know, there were enough ways that it could be kind of shady that I can understand why Trump would have wanted him to do that. But Pence has every right to, if he thought that it was legit, man, he's got every right to, that's his position. That's the spot he's at. And that's the choice that he made. You know, maybe the information that he had at hand, what was available to him at the time, because it had to be certified by a certain time. You know, that's what he determined. So I'm, I'm not going to fault him whether he was right or wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Do you but think? Do you think that's right to it. is that setting? Are you afraid of that setting a precedent for the next election, Tim? Ooh, good question. The, the next election is probably, you know, my wife and I have talked about it a little bit. And she's like, I don't know if if a Republican's going to win, you know, president ever again. And we've just and I, I hate to say it, but I want to give the benefit of the doubt that enough people are going to go out and vote. You know, we've got enough squirrely stuff that's happened that that I worry about that. I mean, I don't I mean, most of the violence and the chaos is happening on the left side. It's not happening from from the right, you know, whether it's Antifa and or some of the radical other stuff that's going on. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about about any of it. I mean, gosh, if people riot because their team wins the. NBA title and they burn their half their city down. I mean, what's an election that that really, you know, may or may not affect people? I mean, it seems like politics is more about taking care of yourself and your cronies and, you know, forget everybody else anymore, doing the right thing for people. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it was a dangerous spot. And, yeah, I mean, I'll give Pence credit for doing what he thought was the right thing was. That's all we can ask. If somebody thinks it's the right thing and they believe that and with the information he was given, you know, he did that, then I, I can't argue with that. And I and I think at that point too though, wasn't it and I just kinda wanna pick your brain a little bit further with this. At that point, was that the right and you, you, you said something earlier about this with with him, you know, should he have made that speech? By that point, by January the sixth, you know, certify the only other time that we didn't know and you you can remember this 
Tim, back oh, in the yeah. 2000 election with with Bush and Gore, we didn't yeah. we didn't know until what well, was it, like the last part of December <clears throat> who won that election. And, yeah, and so we've seen this before. But don't you think, though, by January the 6th, the date set by the Constitution that says, OK, we're over, we're done with. You know, you've lost your battles in court. You've lost your, you know, we've done these recounts. Do you think, you know, I mean, what was the, what do you, what, what, what did you see as his intention as to making that speech then? You know, I, I, I don't know. You know, there's, I, I can say that, that, you know, we, I, I keep saying the terms we, I'll, I'll change that to me. I was pretty discouraged after that election. Um, I was discouraged because, you know, President Biden had not done anything well for his entire political career. No. And all of a sudden, he's the president of the United States. And, you know, was it a, hey, you know, was Trump's thing a, hey, guys, we're not going to quit fighting. We're going to keep we're going to try to do what we can to get this back. And and, you know. I I don't know. I I, I want to believe that there's probably you know because again, you know, coming off of of COVID and the damage from that, and you know what we're seeing going on in the world around us. Maybe he was trying to pe- get people built back up again and have have a little bit of courage and faith because there were an awful lot of us that were that were pretty much bummed out. Yeah. And, you know, just we're we're in shock that a president that it has much success in the first two years before, you know, they lost the House and the Senate, which I still don't know how that happened. Yeah. Um, well, in this last election, and then in this last election, too, this was a, you know, they they were thinking about and I'm kind of jumping forward now, you know, the whole thing with the red wave and and yeah. how that kind of fizzled out with and you see in some of these states where, you know, I mean, and this is kind of getting away from Trump, but I want to get your, your take on this. Do you think that the Republicans put forth quality senatorial candidates in this last, I mean, you had your Herschel Walkers, your Doc Oz's. I mean, was this just, Hey, we're going, this, this is a bunch of crap and we don't want to vote for you know, we're going to hold our nose and vote for the lesser of two evils, or how did you perceive this last election? You know, I, I hadn't paid, I mean, I just remember Herschel Walker's number 34 for yep. Georgia, and it was awesome, and I wanted them to beat Penn State so bad, but they lost in the national championship in, what was that, 1980, I think. You're showing your age now, but yeah, go ahead. I know. Yeah, I even had a Herschel Walker jersey, I might add. Um <laughs> So, you know, I don't know anything about, I mean, Herschel Walker was a big deal in Georgia and Dr. Oz. I don't know anything about Dr. Oz. I mean, he was on TV, you know, I don't know if they chose the best people. I mean, you have to, I mean, Andy, I don't know. And guys, I don't know what the best person is now. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you, if you have convictions and you hold to them and you go out there you, you can't stray from those because when you get wishy-washy, you lose. I mean, the Bible says you know, you're supposed to take a stand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to stand in the gap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't mean just some of the time. That's all the time. And so, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know who else they would have put out there. 
I mean, my, you know, I, I love that the guy that was the governor of Virginia won. We were out in Virginia, you know, not too long after the election in 2022. And, you know, we're hoping that, you know, some of the conservatives would win. But were those guys really conservatives? Just like in Illinois, I mean, what, who was the guy from Chicago that the is Republican and a conservative? And he was no more conservative than my dog. Yeah, yeah my dog's actually a, conservative. I, yeah. I can't think of who the guy is now. Yeah, I know. I see him completely. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, how, I don't know if you can appeal to the masses. No, not anymore. But no. you, have to, you have to appeal to right and wrong. And I don't even know if that flies with, the crazy direction our country that at least the media wants us to think that the country has taken, right. which probably really hasn't. But, you know, they, they try to determine what, what they want us to hear and think and talk about. And that's not really the case at all. So yeah, maybe not the best candidates, but Herschel Walker is a legend in Georgia. <laughs> I, I can't believe they didn't win. Yeah. I mean, Raphael Warnock says he's a preacher based for abortion. I don't get that either. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know he was a preacher. That, like, yeah. Warnock's a, yeah, Warnock's yeah. a. I didn't know that Warnock was a preacher. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, what are your uh, What are your thoughts for twenty twenty four then? I mean, are, is, is Trump still who you're leaning towards? Have you looked at other I, candidates yeah, on the Republican I mean, or Democrat side? You know, I look at like, DeSantis appears to be doing an amazing job in Florida, and I mean, people are moving there like crazy. They have, you know. He, he runs his state, appears to be very well. Um, Trump is still my guy. But if, if you know, if Ron DeSantis is the nominee, I'm, I'm going to go towards him unless he does something terrible. And, you know, that I can't, but I couldn't vote for a Democrat anyway. So, but, yeah, Trump's still my guy. And, you know, I, I, I do have to, I appreciate Brett Baer and how he did the interview. Mm -hmm. I, I thought he was fair. And, and Trump got across the points he wanted to get across. And I thought he was relatively clear. And he didn't, I didn't get, I mean, the whole thing with the boxes and the stuff, I well, don't know about well, any of that. Well, I won't believe anything until it's done. Let's play about any of that. Let's, stuff. let's play. We've we, we got a few minutes left here. Let's just play that clip real quick and just a quick clip about that. And uh, we'll go, uh, and I want to get your, your thoughts on the boxes and all that stuff too. This very sensitive national security defense documents, like the war plans for a strike on Iran. So like every other president, I take things out. And in my case, I took it out pretty much in a hurry, but people packed it up and we, we left. And I had clothing in there. I had all sorts of personal items in there, much, much stuff. And by the way, when Bill Barr, who's, you know, a coward, Bill Barr was a coward. Bill Barr didn't do what he was supposed to do. I fired him, and he has great hatred, and that's okay, because some people do. And some people love me very much. He didn't resign. I, w I asked him, give me a letter immediately, because he didn't have the courage to go after so many different things, and you and I have discussed that before. But he was a coward, and he obviously doesn't like me too much, and there are a lot of people that don't, and there are a lot of people that feel just the opposite. But on specific but, on the doctors. Let me just explain. Yeah. So I've got a lot of things in there. I will go through those boxes. I have to go through those boxes. I take out personal things. Uh, as far as the levels and all, everything was declassified because I had the right to declassify. You want to talk about a mess, take a look at Biden. 
where he's got 1,850 boxes. He has boxes stored in Chinatown in D.C. He has boxes stored at Penn Center, and he has boxes under his Corvette and around his Corvette, sitting in a garage for years, where it was very seriously classified. I have every right to have those boxes. This is purely a Presidential Records Act. This is not a criminal thing. And so with that, Tim, what's your what's your take? So you were saying then that you you didn't I mean, w w what we're talking about here, I mean, this is pretty serious. I mean, how do you respond to this that, you know, he's been indicted on 70 counts of, you know, unclass or, you know, not ha or having classified documents or what's what's your response to all that? Man, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know what the law says. I don't know if it's if it's a blanket indictment, if it's a legit indictment. I have no clue. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he actually has. I don't know what's classified and what's declassified. I don't even know how that's determined. Right. Like I know that there's something that there's a that they can declassify things. Um, I know that there's some stuff that's recently been that they're not declassifying from Kennedy's assassination, that mm -hmm. they still are holding back and they won't, even though it should have been because of the time. And I have no idea. If he's got stuff he shouldn't have, then he'll pay the price for it. So um, would that, I mean, would that I affect like him? Would that, okay, so the, okay. So let me, let me ask this then. You're kind of going there anyway. So let's say then that he is... He's been indicted. Uh, I think the the first trial date, I which I think is kind of ignorant, I think, but is in November or December, I believe, is when the first trial date's supposed to be. Yeah, it's in, look at the the timing of it all is what makes it even seem a little shadier. Well, and and that's and I've you know and I've I've said on this podcast before. I'm 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 neither a Republican nor a Democrat fan anymore. I, I about ten years ago, I, I I quit classifying as a party anymore. But I, you know, I, I've I've said this before that you know you don't have to be the chief mechanic at Jiffy Lube to know that that this is you know and and I've said this before that this is this is kind of convenient for the Justice Department to be able to do this during the election. But at the same time, if you've committed a crime, should you be, you know, should you have to answer for it? You know, and that's. And, you know, and, and I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't know. I, I whether, so whether, whether I was for him or not, if I'm looking at something from the outside and I'm going, okay, this guy has been accused of 70 things and he's, and, and, you know, we can take him out immediately why why wouldn't you do that? Because if you wait and then have it happen when it's getting close to time to, to create a nominee, then that doesn't give another person enough time to get in and do his thing. And so the theater that they're saying that they're trying to set up here makes me think they don't have anything. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, why would you, you know, if I got somebody busted dead to rights, doing something terrible and again if if he's got a seating chart from from the the un that has somebody sitting next to somebody that they're not supposed to and that was classified and he's got it does that matter to me i guess in theory yeah okay he did something that he shouldn't have 
But I still think if you've got some the real information in the goods, and again, I would say the same thing if the Republicans were doing this to a Democrat. Why are you playing a game with it? If you've got it, you can get the court stuff set up. They only have a certain amount of time. It's not a year down the road. They've got a certain amount of time that they have to make a decision and do something. Then, then get it done. Mm-hmm. That the the theater of it is what again makes me just again question why, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And, and that that's my thought. Again, I don't have a clue what he's got. You know, again, they went in and they didn't they show up like at two in the morning or something. I have no I idea guess. when they executed. The, I don't know when they executed the warrant. So that was like literally. I'm pretty sure it was like literally like late at night, and went in and. And grabbed grabbed all this stuff, just grabbed everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't, man, I don't know what to say to that, Andy. I really don't, guys. That, yeah, if he if he's got stuff that really was that big of a deal, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to use the excuse that well, so and so did this or so and so is doing that. I mean, that that's yeah, obviously, but I'm not going to justify my action because of somebody else, their misdeeds either. So I didn't like that a whole lot, but I I. I mean, if somebody came and raided your house at two in the morning right. and took all your baseball card collection from 1983 with your Tony Gwynn rookie in there, <laughs> and you didn't have a chance to try to get it, I think I'd be upset too. Yeah. Do you think that? And I'll, and I'll and I'll end with this, and then let the boys ask anything else that they want to. But my last question was this: So, how do you respond then? Because I don't, I don't, I, I I don't see you as the guy who's who's flying the MAGA, the MAGA flag or, you know, got your hat on and you're wearing it everywhere. And cause you're, you know, I, you've always been kind of that low. I, I know you have been kind of like, you know, when to, you know, when to shine and you know, when to lay low. <laughs> I mean, what are your thoughts on these people who are way over there who are just doing everything to, I mean, almost working, working hard to divide. It's almost like, you have your far right, you have your far left, and you, I mean, what are your thoughts on these people who are trying to drive this wedge? I mean, I don't see you as a guy who's trying to drive the wedge, and what, what's your thoughts on some of these people who are just, just all or nothing for, for, for Donald Trump? You know, if, if you're going to stand for something, you stand. And, you know, whether again, like I go back to my Bob Michael story where, you know, I have a, a career politician sitting in front of me and I'm like in third grade and I ask a question and you beat around the bush, don't even come close to it. And it wasn't like I asked something serious. I don't even remember what I asked, but I was just so dumb. I think I even got in trouble for going, Mr. Michael, you didn't answer my question. And like one <laughs> of the teachers shooed me, I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's like I, for somebody that's going to that doesn't care and stands up, you know, are, are they causing a wedge? I mean, if you're full on, you know, MAGA and you think that that's the right thing, I mean, are you burning down a, a Democrat's house? Probably not. I mean, we had a weird thing in, in our old neighborhood where we had, when the Black Lives Matter thing was a big thing, we had, there was a house that had all the BLM stuff in the freight yard and the next door to them was a, you know, somebody had, and I never even saw the people, but they had like, you know, Blue Lives Matter, we support the police. And next to them had, you know, didn't have the NWAF, the police thing in their <laughs> front yard. But I mean, it was, you know, it was kind of like oh. that clash. I mean, those people weren't like shooting fireworks at each other's house. They just had a brain in their head and they're like, you know what? I completely disagree with you. 
and you have your right to believe what what you do. I'm not going to pound you about it. That's your choice. And, and that's but when it comes down to it, I'm still going to stand up for what I believe to be right, and I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of how I look at it. And that's why I was comfortable about having you on tonight because I knew. After knowing you so long, I knew that that's how you would approach this tonight because there's some people that would just be, you know, blazing from the rooftops. But uh, we really, uh, really enjoyed having you tonight on the, on the show, Tim. No, it was good to talk about it, you know, because, again, we still have the greatest country in the history of the world. I mean, I'm teaching in Sunday school. We're talking about Paul's letters right now and, and the New Testament stuff. And it's like... I mean, literally, if you were a believer in Rome, you might get thrown into a, you know, 100,000 people watching you get torn up by, you know, wolves. I mean, that's not happening here. And we hope it never does. But we still got to stand up for what we know is right. And some people just don't know. And that's where we have to educate and go, hey, look at, I'm I'm as conservative as you can get. You want to do what you want to do, that's okay. But, but I'm going to stand over here for what, you know, try to hold godly principles and do the right thing. And, you know, if you want to join me, that's great. If you don't want to, that's okay too. But I'm also not going to let you trample over, you know, my rights as, a, as an American and my rights as a believer to, to, to take us a direction I just can't go. And so that's, that's how I look at it. Oh, well, our fearless leader there is deep in thought. And I know I, he, he looks he looks worn out from work today, but uh, Sean, anything you want to say before we head out tonight and take us out? No, no, I actually um, learned a, learned a lot, got a lot of information, um, and and got a perspective that was fresh that we you know haven't really had on this show. Um, so Tim, I'm super appreciative of uh, you coming on and and kind of just um, talking. Um, it was a great um, open conversation, and um, no, seriously. Uh, I, I, it's always nice whether, you know, we've, we've had all kinds of different guests on this show. Um, so getting a new perspective is, is always phenomenal for us. Um, so thank you so much for your, for your time today. I'm glad to do it. Thanks for having yeah, me. I really appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. And again, um, to all of our followers and, and listeners, um, whether it be online again. Um, so our goal right now, our, our big focus that we're aiming towards is a thousand followers on TikTok. Uh, and the reason why is if we can obtain a thousand followers on TikTok, it allows us to be able to live stream on that platform as well. And believe me, there are a lot of shitty people I see live streaming all the time on TikTok. So if we could just add one more to that group, um, it would it would benefit us a <laughs> well, ton. That, that makes us look great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um. So so um, with that said, please be a friend. Tell a friend if you guys are are catching us, uh, whether it's one of our reels that you guys are seeing. Uh, please just just get us that follow. It really helps us in the long-term building of this of this show. Um, please make sure if you listen live on Facebook or if you want to leave a comment afterwards, if you've listened on Spotify um, or iTunes, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you've done your listening, uh, this podcast, you want to shoot Tim uh, a thank you for joining us today. Please, please do. Um, as always, that's all that I have. Gentlemen, if there's anything else that you guys need to add on, otherwise... Uh, Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. All right. We'll see you guys. Thanks, guys.